0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Angie, you know where we are turning the calendar into November now, two months left in the year. You want to give us kind of a quick market update with how we're shaping up here?
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm a broken record, but again, I mean, the market is still crazy, crazy busy. Actually, in October was the busiest month our team has ever had, ever, which is insane because normally you think about the spring market being the busiest. And I don't know the exact number, but I know our team helped over 50 clients to go under contract. I mean, that is a lot big numbers. Yeah. And it's all just a part of the limited inventory. There's so many people moving into our area from other, you know, other states. And then the very low interest rates, which, you know, there's word out there that they're not expecting a change in interest rates until like 2022, 2023. Wow. Um, I mean, hopefully for buyers that stays that way. But, you know, supply and demand and with those low interest rates, we have a lot more buyers in the market and there's not as much inventory to choose from. So prices are going up. So Honestly, it's a win-win all around for everyone. So yeah, crazy busy market, you know, and as we enter into November, you know, I, I don't foresee it really slowing down too much. You know, normally around the holidays, you know, seasonality a little bit will hit, but I just think with the limited inventory and the amazing interest rates is still going to continue to be strong right through the holidays.
0: Well, it's great to hear, Angie. I am uh, very glad that the momentum is certainly still there. And I'm sure lots of home buyers and sellers uh, will be glad that we've got Lots of momentum still building here at the end of the year. So hopefully all of that will keep up through the end of 2020 and as we get going into 2021. If you have any questions for Angie as we go through or after our show today, you can reach out at any time that's convenient for you. Call or text Angie at 919-538-6477. Again, 919-538-6477. If you're thinking about buying or selling your home, In the near future, we also offer you the opportunity to ask questions that could be featured on the show. You can do that by going to acolerealty.com and ask your questions that way. We might feature it on a future show, only if you want to. Tim over in Durham will have our first question of the week, in fact. So let's get to it. Tim says My parents are retiring and they want to buy a cabin in Maine to live at in the summer, but they still need a place to live here during the winter. I already own my home, but we've been talking about buying a home on the lake together, and that way we can use it in the summer when they're gone. Is it possible to split a home purchase like that, and are there any other complications I'm not thinking of? Um,
1: and the way I read this, and help me out here, Walter, is they just want to buy a home together or yeah, build two different homes on a piece of property? No,
0: I think I think Tim has, uh, the way I read it is Tim has Tim and his family have a house, parents are retiring and moving to Maine for half the year, but then still want to come back to North Carolina in the winter when it's too cold up in Maine, maybe. So, but then Tim's family can use the house during the summer for, you know, vacation home, I guess, if it's on the lake or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as, you know, splitting a home purchase like that together, you know, honestly, I'd say the only complications is remember anytime you do something together, you're stuck (laughs) with that transaction together and you know that means that you are both going through well first of all you both need to decide on the home you know I know there could be a lot of opinions there as far as what is the perfect home per se you know if you are paying cash, maybe you're getting financing, but still you're both making a financial investment. And then of course, there is an investment there that continues on, uh, especially if you're, you know, getting financing with the payments. I would say the only thing as far as complications that could go kind of south is if there's any personal, you know, issues between you and your family, y'all butt heads or anything like that. But I mean, there's a lot of people that buy homes together. That is not uncommon. I've seen where, and not necessarily I would say buy together as much but maybe like someone is helping with co-signing just to you know make financing possible um, but we have worked with some clients in the past actually you can think of one off the top of my head we've now helped her like three times but one of the homes um, she purchased she and her mother bought together and they actually lived together so you know it could work for you just remember you know that there's any drama between the family, you know, you do have, you're both owners of a home and you have to both be in agreement of selling. And also the spouses have to be in agreement of selling too. So I think that's really important to remember that in North Carolina, it takes one to buy, two to sell per se. And so for example, if myself and my mom want to buy a home together, if I'm married and my husband doesn't give permission for the sale, the sale's not happening.
0: So, so just, it's, yeah. in, th- in this it sure case, cordial. <laughs> it might be two to buy, four to sell. In,
1: yeah, in- right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, yeah. But I mean, beyond that, I, I'm not thinking of any like complications per se. You know, if you are getting financing, remember the lender is looking at everyone's income, everyone's credit score. Mm-hmm. So if we have one family member who maybe doesn't have any income, even though they have amazing credit, they can't be on the mortgage so but beyond that that i mean i don't think i'm missing anything
0: is there anything with the mortgage like um i know sometimes when it comes to buying a second piece of property the the lenders look at it differently or are down payments different like you know they require more minimum down payment that kind of thing that would come into the yeah
1: yeah most definitely anytime you have a second home or an investment property, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, typically it is a requirement for more money down, you know, I would say the norm is 20% down. That's not always a must. Okay, it depends on your financial situation. Um, but normally, yes, there must be more skin in the game because the lender's taking a risk, right? You, mm-hmm. You're typically your primary residence is going to be the one that's most important to you per se. And then the secondary residence is on the back burner. So they want to make sure that you are all in. Um, so yeah, typically, they do. Require require more percentage down
0: that's a great point tim great Oftentimes, question interest
1: rates can be a teeny bit higher too just to let you know because you know. Of
0: the, because of that risk factor and
1: that risk factor and, yeah where interest rates are still amazing right now um, but it could potentially be just a, a you know smidge higher because it is a second home
0: all good things to keep in mind tim great question Thanks for sending that one in to us. Uh, If you are thinking about buying a home in the near future, maybe you're like Tim, whether it be a first or second time purchase, uh, check it out. It's the Home Buying Guide that Angie has put together for you. It talks about the different steps of the process, how it all works, the terminology that you need to know. You can get the Home Buying Guide by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000. Again, text the word savvy to the number 21000. We'll text you right back with a link where you can find that home buying guide. Very easy to do. Thanks for the question, Tim. Over to Steve. We've got a question from Steve in Wake Forest. Steve says, "I filled out an online mortgage form and I am getting tons of emails and calls from mortgage people all over the country. Is there an advantage to working with someone locally?" Or should I just go with whoever has the best rates?
1: Well, it seems like to me, Steve, you built out some type of generic you know, online mortgage form, just because with our lenders, if you fill out their online mortgage application, that is confidential information and they're not selling your information off to other people for them to contact you. I did
0: this once, like a a nerd wallet or uh, uh, one of those kinds of places. And then they're basically giving your application or something like that to a a whole bunch of companies and then they just start bombarding you. Yeah, it was... I had to, like, yell at a guy to stop calling me because… Right, right. You're like,
1: I'm good. I'm (laughs) good. Um, It's kind of like, I don't know, like Realtor.com or Zillow. You know, you go on there and you ask for an agent to contact you. And, you know, a lot of times you think you're being uh, connected directly with the listing agent, but that's not the case. Your information is sold off to a handful of agents. So you have many, many people calling you. But anyways steve i would definitely strongly suggest you work with a lender that's local so if you're in our our area work with the lender who services north carolina same goes for other states and the reason being is the contract is different so the offer to purchase is different from state to state and i cannot tell you how many it's so funny actually this week when we had our uh, agent team meeting this was a great point and suggestion one of our agents brought up, Um, she said, you know, there's been times that she's been working with a client. They decided to use an outside lender like in a different state and she has to be proactive to remind them and explain to them what due diligence means because that's not a term that they're familiar with. And she's had a hiccup and before she was on top of that, she had a hiccup where appraisal, it was two days prior due diligence checking in to see if the appraisal came back and they were like, oh no, it's being ordered now. wait, wait, what? You know, like the appraisal needs to come back before due diligence expires because due diligence expires and then our client has a lot more money at risk. So that goes to show you that working with a lender who's not local to our area can definitely cause issues because they just don't understand the terminology and the way that our contract reads. And that means you could have money at risk and potentially lose money because a ball was dropped. So we do have amazing contacts that we work with. One of those being Jonathan Ellis uh, with Fairway Mortgage. And I mean, he is on top of it. He has an online application we can you know, send to you. He's not going to sell off your information. It will be him or one of his team members who is directly contacting you to go through those uh, details, get your pre-qualified really quick, or give you any guidance that you need. But it's definitely important to work with someone who is local as far as, you know, going through that mortgage application.
0: Yeah, I, I always like working with local representatives in, in almost anything. There's just something nice yeah. knowing that you've got there, – there's some, like, unknown bond in common, the fact that you're just kind of in the same region or the same area, that there's some familiarity that, I don't know, there's this confidence that, like, you know, at the end of the night you're going to go home and eat dinner too at a restaurant that maybe I even know. Or, you know, just something – there's some, like, little hook there that just mm-hmm. makes you more comfortable with the process when you feel like you're dealing with somebody who, you know, has a stake in their reputation, and your opinion yeah. of them locally, and, and all those kinds of things. So, there's a little bit more trust, I think, that gets built there. Um, I, and so, I it could be there. helpful. 100%. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com